This is Red House Rising, Season 3, Episode 4, Sons and Daughters. Chongxin, China. The bombing has stopped, but fires still burn, and many buildings have been reduced to rubble. Emergency crews and ordinary people work to rescue those trapped in the destruction. Alice, Liang, and Roger make their way on foot through the devastated streets until they reach Fenley's school. It's gone. The school is gone. Where are the children? The children from the school? No, I, I don't know. Please, where are the children? Tunnel. They're in the tunnel. I can't find her. What tunnel is he talking about? I'm afraid that might be the tunnel over there, where all that digging's going on. The mouth of the tunnel is completely blocked by a wall of rocks and shattered lumber. Dozens of people are digging or carrying away debris. Others stand watching in tears. They have to be in there. They have to be alive. If this is where they are. But you don't know, Maymay. Maybe they're safe somewhere else. They weren't at Mayling's parents. We came from there. Children from the school. Many children inside. So terrible. Leon. Come on. Let's see if we can help. Inside the tunnel, people care for the injured. Others work feverishly to clear the tunnel entrance. A woman carrying a candle approaches Fen Li, who cradles Mei Ling in her lap. Is she alive? I think so. Let me see. No. Let me see if I can help her. The woman puts two fingers against Mei Ling's throat. She opens one of Mei Ling's eyes. No reaction. Enough. She's alive, but I can't help her. Just keep her warm and keep her breathing. Do you understand? Yes. Is she going to die? I don't know, girl. She's not good. I need to help others take care of her just like you are. I will. I will. Oh, Maylene. Mama. Pu'unene Naval Air Station, Maui. Joe is at the controls of her float plane doing her pre-flight. Ben and the other two men work on an array of equipment strapped in place in back. Nearly set, Joe. We're all right. Weather's supposed to hold up. A Navy airman hurries along the dock and stops outside the float plane's open cockpit door. Looking for a Dr. Baldwin. Dr. Baldwin, are you in there? That's me. I'm Dr. Baldwin. I've got a message for you, doctor. Thank you. I was told to make sure you read it, sir. Top secret. I've read it. Thank you, sir. From the look on your face, I'd guess they canceled the test. No, they haven't canceled it. They're saying there's no time for testing. Test in theater. Make it work. Test in theater? Yeah. 
Which theater are they talking about? They're not saying yet. But it does say that you should remain attached to the effort. Naval intelligence says this. Yeah, look. It says uncle reports all's well. Is that some kind of O&I code? No. No code. So we're headed to Johnston Island, where a PBY awaits. Are you all right with this, Joe? Are you? Not sure, to be honest with you. If it works, we'll be saving lives, right? Right. Maui NAS, this is JRB4C going over. Let's go save some lives. Honolulu, Hawaii, Camp Iroquois POW Camp on Iroquois Point at the entrance to Pearl Harbor. Special Agent Lockett sits at a picnic table under an awning and watches as the Navy heavy cruiser USS Tuscaloosa eases out of the harbor. Agent Lockett? Yes. Please, sit down. Mr. Kawashima? Or would you prefer... Taka is fine. I understand from my colleagues that you are willing to help us and may have valuable information for us. When I worked at Truk Lagoon, I was handling Prince Nakura's transport flights throughout the region. But Truk is also the headquarters of the Imperial Navy's Commander-in-Chief, Admiral Yamamoto. I functioned as a radio officer for the Togetai, Navy Secret Police. They ran the airfield, the seaplane base, the ports. The Tokatai, yes, we know of them, but we are certainly interested in knowing more. I think my information is worth something. It is. Then let her go. Let Suan go free. She did nothing. I am to blame for not turning myself in, not her. Yes, but since you didn't, she was obligated to report you herself. Agent Lockett, do you know Joe McMenemy? I do, and I know she's concerned about you and Sue Ann. Joe can tell you how I feel about my country's fascist government. She's told me. I know her thinking. In fact, it's the primary reason I'm here. I am willing to work day and night to help you fight this war, to bring sanity to Japan. The military, the Toketai, they're monstrous, cruel to their own people. The Toketai killed my father, shot him. But first, in front of him, they shot my little brother. They thought it was funny. I can't imagine the pain you must feel. For me, it's just as painful knowing Suan is separated from her son. Mackie, he's a nice boy. Yes, he is. He is a good boy. And he needs his mother. Chongxin, China. Inside the tunnel, everyone who can is either digging or hauling the dirt and rock away from the entrance. She said you have to keep breathing, Mei Ling. 
Like that. Like me. All at once, the people digging tumble back as the wall of debris blocking the tunnel gives way and spots of daylight appear. Outside, people press forward, hoping to find a loved one as emergency crews enter the tunnel. Inside, the woman with the candle kneels beside Fenley and Mei Ling. Is she still breathing? Yes. Let them take her. The woman waves over two men with a stretcher. Little one, let them. Here, carefully. Liang, Alice, and Roger are helping people out of the tunnel when they see Mei Ling on the stretcher and Fenley next to it, holding tight to Mei Ling's hand. <sighs> Mei Ling! Oh, dear God. Is that them? Yes. Fenley, are you all right? What's wrong with Mei Ling? What happened? I don't know what happened. She has a, um, I'm not sure. I see it. Her head. They said to keep her breathing. It's important. Oh, Fenley. Mei Ling, hurry, please. Johnston Island Seaplane Base, 800 nautical miles west of Hawaii. Joe taxis the Twin Beach float plane to a mooring next to a PBY Catalina. The big amphibious patrol plane is painted matte black for missions at night. The PBY's crew is busy loading gear and prepping for a mission. Ever fly one of those? A PBY? No. But when I first flew transport, we had an old amphibious Sikorsky. I think you've been spotted. Joe opens the cargo door and steps down onto the pontoon. The entire PBY crew has assembled on the dock. Oh, oh it's you guys. Give me three for Joe McMenemy. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Cartano. So they gave you another ship, huh? Of course. Uncle Sam's been very generous. Dr. Ben Baldwin, meet our pilot, Major Francis Cartano, one of the best. A PBY crewman steps up and without warning, throws his arms around Joe. <laughs> okay, Bailey, take it easy on her. Hi, <laughs> Bailey. Ever since you pulled him out of that wreck, you changed his life. You changed my life. <laughs> I hope I changed it in a good way. Oh, you did, you did. Dr. Baldwin had no idea he was flying with a legend. So, Joe, you didn't get married, right? Right. It was my uncle. Right. Good. Glad to hear it. What is this thing with your uncle? He raised me. He's like a father to me. He just got married, and I almost missed the wedding because their plane was on fire. And she pulled Bailey here out of the burning wreckage. What about your waist gunner? Duffy was shot up pretty bad. He survived, but he's stateside now. Thanks to you, Joe. See what I mean, Doc? A legend. I see. Can we give you a hand with your equipment? We're locked and loaded and ready for you. No, thanks. I've got help. I know Joe wanted to talk to your navigator. It's my honor. It's pretty simple. We made adjustments to the leg from here to Fiji. We need to get closer to the marshals on our way down so Ben can test. And this is some kind of new signal jammer. You know what a pan-pan alert is, right? Sure, pan-pan. Means you're up shit creek without a paddle. But you haven't come to the waterfall just yet. We're jamming Japanese communications using Japanese pan-pan alerts. 
flying at 14,000 feet, we should own 10,000 square miles of the electromagnetic spectrum. 10,000? That would be something, all right. Well, boys, let's show some hospitality. Honored to have you joining us, Joe. Here we go. Mokulea, Hawaii. On the beach across the coast road from Kini's General Store is a picnic area where people can eat and swim. Ruby and Tutu sit in the shade of a tree and watch Daniel and Mackie play in the sand. Maru and Sister Elaine stand barefoot at the shoreline. Sister has her habit hiked up. Oh, that feels so nice. I haven't been to the beach in forever. It does feel nice, Sister. Maru, did you enjoy The Wizard of Oz? I thought it was Crackerjack. I did, sister. Thank you so much. Did Kai look out for you? He said he would. He was... He was very nice to me, but he put his hand on my shoulder and I didn't like it. Oh, dear. What happened? I saw a woman I knew, and he stopped me from following her. Why would he do that? I don't know. He said I shouldn't go where she was going. There were men lined up. Oh, were there? Was it Hotel Street? Lines of sailors? I think so, yes. Well, Kai was right. A lovely girl like you should stay away from that part of Honolulu. Hey, Elaine! Are you going in? Do you have a bathing suit under that habit? You watch. I just might. Well, we don't want to scare the children. Say, where's that handsome husband of yours, Ruby? I was promised to shave ice. Maru, are you going in? There's a surfboard no one's using right there. No, I don't... I don't know how. Darling, half those boys out there don't know how. I think Kai could teach you about surfing if you're interested. No, thank you. I think I'll just... I'll be right back. Okay. Tutu, I can't get over how good Mackie is with Daniel. He's trying to be very good now, ever since the FBI lady told him it was his duty. She said that we were all part of the war effort, that someday his mother would return, but now she's needed. I don't know. Just having the FBI come to your door. Oh, I told her my granddaughter is no criminal. She should be free. I just wish Walt could have found out more. <laughs> Daniel, you have to share. It's all right. I don't want it. Are you sure? He can have it. That's sweet of you, Mackie. Uh-uh. Look, boys. Here we come. Ready or not. Walt and Keeney cross the road, carrying shave ice for everyone. Here we go. Mackie. Tutu. Maru, come and get it before it melts. Here you go, Danny boy. Careful. Careful, it's cold. Maru is rejoining the group when she looks up and sees two U.S. Army sedans stop in front of Keeney's store. <gasps> Uncle Walt! Look! Oh, for Pete's sake, what now? It's all right, Walt. I'll talk to them. Grandpa! 
Grandpa! The cars roar off, leaving one man standing in front of the store. It's Ichiro, Sue Ann's father, Mackie's grandfather. Oh! Dr. Ichiro! Oh. How is this oh. possible? Ichiro! Hello, Kini. Tutu. Mackie. I missed you, son. I missed you, Grandpa. Oh, I missed you so much. I, I hope I'm not interrupting. Of course not. This is your family. Dear Lord Ichiro, what happened? Did they let you go? No, not really. They've been sending so many Japanese Hawaiians to camps in California and Arizona. I thought that's where they were sending me. But I'm furloughed here, in Mokulea. Myself and another doctor in Kailua. We still have to go back and look after the men in the camp. There are so many prisoners of war now. But they need doctors outside the camp as well. So you are home now, Ichiro. They let you come home. Yes, I'm home, Tutu. With you and Maki and Suan and... Where is she? Where is Suan? And Taka? Mommy. Shikoku Island, Japan. A small farm, one of many, on the outskirts of Matsuyama City. It's a moonless night. A dark figure walks a field of turnips, pulling them out and throwing them in a sack. All at once, the person crouches down and looks around. Now another figure appears. Ryo, I know it's you. Don't run. The Kempatai patrols these fields. Vegetable thieves are shot on sight. Listen to me. I know, but you're not going to shoot me. Ryo, pick up your bag. Why are you here? Trying to keep people like you from getting killed. This is my land. You won't miss what I took. No, but your mother will miss you if one of Captain Hayashi's men puts a bullet in your head. Does she know you're out here? No. Maybe... She never asked me where things come from. She's... She's sad all the time, so... I understand. And so do you. Understand what happens when you lose someone. Please, come with me. Quickly. Nick leads Rio through a grove of trees to a wooden shed. What is this place? Come, you'll see. They go in and Nick locks the door, then flips on a flashlight. There's some straw on the floor, but the shed is empty. Here, you can help me. Brush that corner off. Right. Okay, let me... Uh, Nick uh, uses a bailing hook to pull open a trap door in the wooden floor. Nick goes down a steep set of wooden stairs into a much larger room filled with sacks of rice and piles of onions, potatoes, and other root vegetables. That's... Why is this down here? Because it's cold and dark. Join me. I just need a few things. I mean, people are starving. There's not enough food. That's right. Your friends, your neighbors, your mother. Here, hold this open for me. 
They're slowly starving. You're right. But this war is going to get much worse for them before it gets better. That plane full of rice. They took your plane. They did. But even if I had my plane now, I'm not sure where I could find more ice at any price. This cold storage is for the time when there's no more black market. Because there's no food at all, even for the Kempetai. What are these bags you're filling? I'm making some deliveries tonight. I could use your help, Rio. Would you help me? Chinatown, Honolulu. It's just before curfew. Lines of men, most of them sailors, wait along Hotel Street. Maru stands in a doorway, studying the people going by. Mrs. Kagawa. It's Maru. Please, stop. Mrs. Kagawa. Maru, what are you doing? You shouldn't be here. I know I shouldn't. But why are you here? I have to go, Maru. I'm late. Are they making you do it? Are they forcing you? What? Forcing me to do what? You know, it's rape if they're forcing you. Nobody's forcing anybody. These ladies are happy to make the money, but that's not... I have a job, Maru. It's not that. I went to your house. They said you sold it and moved away. What happened? Where is your daughter? I really need to go. I can't be late. Mrs. Kagawa, what happened? Tell me. My daughter is happy. She is with my aunt's family on the big island. My husband is in Arizona now. Without him, I had to sell my house at a very low price to a woman who has money because she has a brothel here in Chinatown. I work for her now. I keep rooms clean, in between. They like me because I'm fast. I have to go. And you need to go home, Maru. Thank you for worrying about me, but you need to stay away from here. But why can't you be with your daughter? There's no room for me at my aunt's and no work for me where they live. I send money and I'm going to visit them. Someday this war will end. <laughs> hey, lady girl. Look at you. <laughs> go home. Now. Don't come back. Outside Matsuyama, Japan, it's just before sunrise. Nick and Rio walk along in silence until they stop in front of Fumiko's front gate. Good night. Thank you, Rio. Oh, Prince Nikuro. Rio, where were you? Helping me. He was helping me. Uh, I was helping. And we got food to some people who desperately needed it. And food for us, too. Turnips, rice, onions. Here. This is so heavy. Where did this come from? I'm going to go to sleep now. He can explain. Good night, Mother. All right, Rio. Good night. Hmm. He wants to make his father proud. It's a hard time. You're right. A hard time. Chongxin, China. 
A Jeep pulls up in front of the U.S. Army Field Hospital. Mike hops out with a salute for the driver. The driver shuts off the engine and waits. Mike turns to see Roger coming out of the hospital toward him. How is she? They don't know. She's unconscious. Almost had her head caved in. She's lucky, I guess. I guess. How's everyone? You mean Alice? She was asking about you. I told her you got your feet wet with Reggie and lived to tell. She's the reason Mei Ling is in a U.S. Army field hospital. She's quite the woman. And you're a lucky stiff. Yeah, no. Alice is... Yeah, she is. Mike, you've got to make sure she understands something. What she and her sister are trying to do for their country is a noble thing. I know. It's a daring thing. I know. And it just might work. But Mao, Chang, maybe especially Cho and Lai, are not to be fooled with. Yeah. I think Alice knows that better than anyone. Question is, what are we doing to look out for her? Maybe Reggie can help. Alice emerges from the hospital and holds the door open for a mother carrying a young boy. Oh, excuse us. How shui? Your Chinese is improving. What was that? He told her she is a handsome boy. Alice, so sorry to hear about Mei Ling. How is she? Nothing new. She's still in a coma. Liang and Fun Li won't leave her side. I'm bringing them some food and fresh clothes. You can use my Jeep. We can make a round trip. No, I need my car. Mike can walk with me. You get some sleep, Roger. And thank you again. You've gone above and beyond. Okay. Okay, you two. And Mike? You're right about Reggie Powell. So, I heard about your reverse float plane trick. Huh. You made a big impression on Reggie. Did I? I read her debrief from your mission with her. So what do you write about? Oh, just, uh, I said Reggie was pretty deadly with a knife, according to Schumacher. She's also deadly at cards. Hmm. Down here. Boy, where'd that come from? It felt good, actually. It did feel good. You want to run for it? No. Stay. That mother you were flirting with. I wasn't flirting. Her boy must be about the same age as Joe's son. Daniel. That's right. Alice, Joe's not here. Thank goodness. Joe's safe in Hawaii. I'm here with you now. And you are definitely not safe. You and Roger, he thinks I haven't thought through things. I have. Endlessly calculating the risks. 
Alice, he knows you're wildly capable. I know you are. But you're trying to engineer something that's going to create enemies on all sides. Or friends. We're not alone in this, Mike. We're sitting with Joe and Lai. All things are possible if Madam Sun can persuade him to join us. Okay, I, I'm not trying to discourage you. Then don't. Then don't. Just know this. Joe is on my mind. And Daniel. But you are in my life, Alice. You are in my life, in the here and right now. So, I'm keeping an eye on you. Whether you like it or not. The PBY Catalina flies south-southwest over the Japanese-occupied Marshall Islands. Harteno, the pilot, nods to his co-pilot to take the controls, unstraps and climbs down into the first compartment, where Joe and Ben and the radio and radar operators are focused on their work. How's she looking? Still no military traffic. Nothing we can meaningfully test against. We've been over Japanese territory for the last hour. Any change in fuel? No, we're staying good. Without the ordinance, we're lighter than usual, but I recommend pretty quick now we hang that Louie and dash straight for Fiji. Louie? Getting... something? Bingo. What is it? It's not an id. We've got multiple contacts. Yeah? Yeah, seeing what you're hearing on radar. Okay, here we go. Cartano jumps back into the cockpit. Ben powers on the Pan Pan Scrambler. Japanese. They're confused. They're they're slowing down one third. It's it's working. It's working. Ben grins at Joe, then smothers her with a big kiss on the mouth. Oh. They're trying different frequencies, but it won't matter. I hear Pan Pan across the spectrum. Looks like maybe a heavy cruiser or a destroyer with some escort. They stopped all frequencies. It's just Pan Pan now. I'm shutting it down. Why not gum things up for as long as we can? To avoid detection until absolutely necessary. Better they think they just caught something bouncing off the ionosphere. We need the surprise where it counts. Gotcha. Gotcha. The Solomons. Okay, Cartano. What's a Louie? A left hook. Mike Joe Lewis, and here it comes. Confirming change of bearing to south 48 degrees east. That's south 48 east, over. Marking that, south 48 degrees east. Hang on a Louie. Red House Rising was produced, written, and directed by Chris Cote and Dale Carey. Episode five is next. <laughs>